Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have a special guest coming from South Africa, Lois Wagner. Welcome, Lois. Thank you for being here today. Thank you very much for having me, Gemma. It's great to be here. Thank you. Lois, we're going to allow you to introduce yourself. What I would like from the audience to know is a little bit of your life story, starting with how you serve people, like your, your few titles, your story with an emphasis on the kind of abuse you overcame in your life. All right? Okay. Well, I call myself Lois, your friend for forgiveness. And I use the acronym SMILE to describe what I do. Uh, and the reason I use the acronym SMILE is everybody says to me, Lois, regardless of all the trauma in your life, all the drama in your life, you're always smiling. So I decided to use SMILE to describe what I do. So the S for SMILE is I'm a speaker and storyteller. I've written a book. I have a, a TEDx talk and I give keynotes, keynote talks. The M is mentor. I mentor others. I is inspiring and I hope I can inspire you guys today. The L is I'm a learning facilitator and the E is an empowering coach. So all of that comes from my life experience. I've faced many adversities and challenges in my life. And the, the biggest point, the biggest turning point in my life was around 25 years ago, where I was brutally attacked, raped, tied up, and left to bleed to death. And that is where I decided I needed to help others overcome their trauma because that trauma led me down many roads, many good bad roads, many bad roads. And I want to help other people overcome their trauma. And not only trauma from, from sexual abuse, but from any adversity or challenge that you are facing in your life. That's, a, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you for doing that. That is really, the, you are really the, the kind of person that we want to hear from on this specific show because you have experienced a, a depth of difficulties and challenges and abuse and trauma that is unparalleled and you have found your way out to help others with your smile um, project. This is truly amazing. I mean, it's an amazing idea to go with a smile, which indeed is true. We all smile even through hard times. I always say to people, look for the laughter. You can find laughter in any negative situation. You know, in my situation, the laughter, it came... Um, I was stabbed in the ear and I, I couldn't scuba dive anymore and I was stabbed in the throat and I couldn't speak and I lost my teeth and my friend who accompanied me to all the doctor's appointments and everything was saying that 
you know, wow, she's really seen me inside and out now. And we had a few giggles about it. Uh, so you can find the funny. That is true. That is true. So tell us a little bit about that shift in consciousness. There is a moment in time when you are going through that repeated abuse, when you just say, enough is enough. It has to change. I have to find my way out. I need to thrive and to be happy. How do I go about that? Everybody has a different answer to that question, but it is essential because we are all looking for that shift. And I see the butterfly, so I understand that there is a shift, right? Most definitely. But it took a while for me to find that shift. And, and what I like sharing my story is that it's important that people learn that you mustn't wait as long as I did to find that shift. You can do it sooner rather than later. So what I did was I, um, I was attacked uh, late at night and I was, I was so furious. I was so angry, as you can imagine. So th this man jumped over a, a, what I thought was a secure eight-foot wall. He jumped over the wall and he attacked me with a screwdriver. And I fought with everything I had, but I didn't know how to fight. And he overcame me. And I was so angry that I wanted to change the world. And I became an activist overnight. I was writing letters to the press and to ministers. And I was lobbying and leading marches through the streets. And I was just making as much noise as I could because this just shouldn't happen. And, and I did this for a long time. In the meantime, this attack took place in my place of work. I had a little digital printing business in partnership. And then my partner betrayed me and he put the business into liquidation and I lost everything and I went deep into debt. So on top of the trauma from the attack, I was now deep in debt and I had to go and find a new job. But that didn't stop me from lobbying and writing and doing what I could to change the world. And I thought I was doing a great job. Look at me. I'm so strong and brave and look at me. And I was very proud of what I was doing. And two years later, uh, I one morning, I just could not get out of, bag, out of bed. My back just collapsed. And I went to doctors and surgeons, and I had MRI scans. And they told me I had to have a back operation. So I had a back operation. It failed. I had a second back operation. It failed. The surgeons told me that I would never hike or scuba dive again, which were my two passions at the time, because I could never carry anything on my back. So there I was, bedridden, six months, feeling very, very sorry for myself, until it was pointed out to me that there was nothing wrong with my back, that it was all psychosomatic, it was all in my head. And what I'd been doing by being this activist, I wasn't facing the trauma. I wasn't dealing with the emotions of the trauma. And I was putting it behind me and putting it behind me and putting it behind me until one day my back just said, sorry, can't do this anymore. And it collapsed. So it's so important to understand the mind-body connection. 
And so I, when I realized that, I did the inner work. I went and dealt with the emotions. I went for eight chiropractic treatments. And I did a five-day hiking trail with a 29-kilogram backpack on my back. Look at that. Yeah, that's so, a success story. Congratulations. So thanks. I think that's where the, the first shift came, when I realized that you've got to deal with those emotions. Ignoring it or just putting it out there is not the answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Thank you for sharing that. It's essential and it's so true. How much we have that connection between our mind, our thoughts, and our body. Our body responds to what we think. And every time we think bad or negative thoughts, we are harming our body. But it's the same in, uh, in the other way around. When we think positive, empowering thought, gratitude thought, our body is thriving and happy to just keep on going because it's so good to be alive, right? Absolutely. We've got to appreciate and gratitude, you know, just have that gratitude for where we're at in life and what we've got and what we've achieved. Uh, you know, everybody keeps gratitude journals. It's such a powerful tool to just be grateful for, you know, I was grateful for that that insight that I got lying bedridden and in pain to get that insight to understand because that set me on the journey of how to help other people heal uh, so I'm grateful for that experience mm, fabulous that's really fabulous wow so tell us a little bit about how you help people with your smile <laughs> with your smile um acronym okay well before i get into that part of the the my journey happened 14 years after the event so what happened the 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 man who attacked me uh, was given a 25 year prison sentence and i was like any other victim of of trauma i would get triggered i would get nervous i'd get scared but I never thought too much about him as an individual. And I'd left the country and I was living in the Middle East and I'd been away for a year. So this is now 14 years later. And I was coming home for my first holiday. And I, for some reason, which I don't understand why, I decided to contact the authorities to find out if he was still in jail or if he'd been released or if he had died or whatever. And they told me that he was coming up for parole um, the day after I arrived back in the country. So that was a, a huge coincidence. And in the, as well as what happened was the law in South Africa had just changed, allowing what they call victims of crime to attend parole hearings. So it was such a, a serendipitous moment. The universe had spoken and said, you must go to this parole hearing. So I went to the parole hearing and on the advice of a friend, which I didn't really agree with at the time, I sat down, I looked the rapist in the eyes and I said to him something along the lines of, I passionately and completely forgive you and I take the responsibility from my higher self and I hand it back to your higher self and I take back my power 
and I take back my freedom. And as I said those words, it was amazing because in that moment, the bond that was holding me to him, the bond that was keeping me triggered, the bond that was keeping me sad, broke just like that and set me completely free of that incident. And the authorities said to me that they would let me know in seven days if he got parole or not. And I just looked at them and I said, no, I don't need to know if he gets parole because he now has nothing to do with me anymore. I am free, completely free, hence the butterfly. I'm completely free of any bonds. I don't get triggered anymore, whether it's my experience or somebody else's experience, I no longer get triggered. So uh, I've created a, a model where I take people from victim. So the first point is to address those, those emotions, feel the emotions, understand the emotions. Why do you have those emotions? After you felt the emotions, it's important then that you get the resilience. And resilience is not bouncing back because you never bounce back. You crawl your way back and you fall down and you crawl your way back. But if you've got that resilience and you learn to refocus and reframe and redirect your energies, you can then, uh, you can then, you then become a survivor. But a survivor is still a struggle. The word survivor is I'm surviving. Uh, and so then I talk about grit. You develop your grit where you go forward with, with passion and perseverance and find new goals and directions. You build that grit and then you become a thriver. And only when you're a thriver can you really forgive. A lot of people say, I can't forgive uh, this terrible deed that was done. And I'm saying, well, of course you can't. If you're still in thriver or, 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 or survivor mode, you can't forgive because you're still dealing with your own emotions, your own experience. And it's only when you've broken that and you've gone beyond that that you are able to forgive. And then when you finally are able to forgive both yourself, you know, I had to forgive myself for not knowing how to fight. I had to forgive myself for for not dealing with those emotions. I ended up drinking too much. I had to forgive myself for drinking too much. So you've got to forgive yourself and then forgive the perpetrator, knowing that it's not condoning what the perpetrator did. It's not saying it's okay. It's not saying he mustn't go to prison. It's saying I'm breaking that bond. That's all the forgiveness is doing. And then you can find that true peace and freedom. So I take people on that journey of healing. This is gold. This is gold because it's absolutely true. And I have also put that on my website. Physical wounds, they do heal by themselves. Emotional wounds, they don't. You have to actually heal them consciously, voluntarily, address them, deal with them, and indeed go to the level where you can indeed forgive, meaning break the bond, the trauma bond with the problem or the situation or the abuser or whatever it is that is holding you back. Wow. Yeah. 
very important that you you deal and it's also important that you take the event whatever it is that happened to you and you separate it from your emotions you can't change the event it happened but you can change how you feel about it so it's so important that you you don't always associate i'm feeling bad it's because this happened to me i'm feeling bad because i'm feeling bad how can i feel better and it's just dealing with those specific emotions in the moment. That is a transformational story. Thank you so, so much. People who want to connect with you and embark on this journey, finally, after either years or decades of holding themselves in silence, in secret, how can they reach out to you? It's all going to be in the description anyway but maybe those who are just hearing you can know your website. Walking Without Skin. Walking Without Skin, it's the name of my website and it's the name of my book. Uh, and my book, basically, it's a combined memoir and self-help journal, which gives you tips on how to deal with trauma. So if you just Google walkingwithoutskin.com, you will find me. Wow. All right. Walking without skin. Okay, Lois, you have been nothing short of amazing, inspiring indeed. 100% confirmed that. And, uh, and congratulations for having embarked on your own journey with faith, following your inner guidance bringing you to that very specific day when there was this parole hearing, deciding to go hear it and choosing to break free, fully break free. And from that moment on, becomes a butterfly. You were meant to be flying free in your life. Thank you. Thank you. And I invite everybody to fly free. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Louise.